For decades, TV has been an escape from our everyday life. We use reality TV to escape our jobs, children, and most of our responsibilities. Born out of the pandemic with two friends who became co-workers, I'm Greg. And I'm Demetria. Join, Join us, us to, to escape, escape reality. reality. And we're back. Episode five. Hello, everybody. How did we get here? I don't know. Okay, it is. <laughs> uh, happy Friday for yes, us. Yes, yes. Sorry we're recording so late. We... Went yeah. with the bachelorette schedule yes. based on the election. So here we are with all of that. Uh, we will not be talking about that today. I don't no, I have oh, zero no. energy no, left no, no, for no. all I, of that. I can't. I, I can't. We don't have time. Yeah, it messed up my show's yeah. week. Yeah, I don't. Daylight savings. <laughs> oh, just, moving everything's on. Everything's all over the place. Um, we're going to start today with our hot topics as always. Yes. Number one, I think on everybody's mind is Erica's divorce. I mean. Um, I definitely didn't see it coming. No, not at all. There's some rumors out there right now. I don't know if you read this, but that she, so he's in a lot of like legal battles. So they're separating assets supposedly to like put assets in her name Mm. and like protect. I don't know. It sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, we obviously know what it costs to be her. It's expensive to be me. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem it's random like why now i don't know she said apparently there was like a quote of her saying that she wants to start 2021 like on a new fresh i mean i understand but it's just a little mind-boggling because we've never seen any indication that was issues yeah at all um the only thing i thought was strange is that he wasn't at the opening night of her broadway show however i know his job is demanding and all those things but i've never seen anything that indicated but like also i don't know i feel like I don't, I'm obviously not a lawyer. Well, no. I wouldn't be here. Um, no, I would probably still be here. But I think that, like, he must have lawyers and he must have, like, employees and other people. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine that he's, like, in the day-to-day lawyering operations. I mean, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. But he seems to always be quite busy. I mean, at his level and his, like, tenure, you'd think that he would have minions doing... He's busy. I don't know. It just seems like he's very busy for like an 80-year-old man yeah. to still be like litigating every single I day. I mean, you got to keep working to afford all Two this. planes. I mean, that's quite Big a Big plane and a small plane. Yeah. Quite a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, we do have Potomac is filming their reunion coming up. We don't know an exact date. It sounds like it is short, coming up shortly. Okay. Um, Pretty interesting there. I don't, I'm almost positive that like Candace and Monique have not been in the same room. No, I wouldn't think so. I hope it's not a virtual reunion. I hope it's a live reunion, which I imagine it yeah, will be. Yeah, I think it should be at this point. Yeah. Well, probably I mean, a distance between, but yeah. So Below Deck Med was virtual, but I think that's also based on like they were all located in different right. areas, but yeah. A um, couple funny things that happened on Watch What Happens Live. This was your wheelhouse. I didn't. I saw the video. I didn't watch it live. But Jenny McCarthy and Emily from OC were on Watch What Happens Live, yes. and Andy Cohen wanted to play a game of Who's the Bigger Dork. Yeah. And he put up a picture of Shane, Emily's husband, and Sean, Bronwyn's husband. Jenny McCarthy re- replied, "They're both dorks. They're both huge losers." <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm going to go with the statement necklace guy as like a bigger loser, whatever. Right. So Andy was like visually uncomfortable. 
And he was like, you know, Shane is Emily's husband. Emily's like right here. And Emily's like, I'm right here. And yeah. he like had to scrap the game. I think mean, Jenny McCarthy, she didn't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's always good for a game. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And every time it's always creates some sort of shake up. But that is a good one. He's a huge loser. Um, and then finally, we have some information coming out about Elizabeth Vargas from OC. She is receiving $31,000 a month in alimony slash spousal support from her divorce from her ex. Um, so of the 31000 11000 goes to the mortgage of the beach house. So I'm pretty sure we see her filming. It's a $5 million yes. Newport beach house. Um, so that's 11000 a month. But that comes out of the thirty one. And then she has a Range Rover and a Bentley, which about like 4300 comes out hmm. for those cars of the 31. So she's living off about 16 grand a month. Which I have a I- question though. <laughs> Wait a second. If you make that much money a month, why wouldn't you pay your car off? I mean, yeah, I guess. And just not maybe have a payment. Zero, maybe it's 0% financing. Oh, maybe. Other people's money, right? I, right. Zero I mean, percent. I don't, like, I don't know if you get like. I don't know how this works. That's can how I get a zero percent on a like, Bentley? Almost as much as I make in a year, so I'm not sure. I mean, pretty interesting though that. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So okay. there's some reports that she was making seventeen hundred dollars a month when they met. Well, I would believe that. Um, when she was at the cabaret, yes. whatever. Yeah, sounds accurate. Yeah. Um. So I mean. I could live on $31,000 a month pretty easily. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I could live on like a lot less than that. I mean, lot. I've always said all I really want to do is be able to go to Target and buy whatever I yeah. want. So <laughs> I think I could make it work. You don't want to go to the one spot anymore? Yeah. What, are they, is, what is it called now? The little $1 area in Target. Oh, yeah. Right in the front. I it don't used know. to be called the one spot. But it's it not like anymore because now they have $5 items. Uh, that's ridiculous. $3 items. Rude. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about Potomac. We're going to talk about Bachelorette. Mm. <laughs> we're going to talk about some OC today. Um, I watched Below Deck. What did you watch this week? Uh, I finished Married at First Sight. Okay. They had their reunion. Just kind of touched on where everybody is at. Watched uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I'm so behind. I'm going to catch up this weekend. Yeah. I have nothing to do this weekend. I mean, I like that it's very, like, they're going through the pandemic. They're filming themselves. They're literally in it. Like, we were in it. So, it's, it's been entertaining. That's what's really interesting about Below Deck. So I think we're going to start getting a lot of these shows. So we get SLC next week, the 11th. Yeah. SLC was filmed before the pandemic. So there'll be zero pandemic associated with them. Right. Um, however, Below Deck started filming in February of 2020. So they are like right. mid-pandemic, which is really interesting. One of okay. the guys, he leaves the show, episode one. I'm not, we're not going to go too deep into this, but we kind of met the cast um, it seems like it's going to be a good season. You'll, mm-hmm. You're going to catch up this weekend. I am. Lots of drama, lots of coronavirus. Um, they're in Antigua currently oh, in nice. the Caribbean. It's beautiful. Um, I think the quote is, "There's Antigua has a beach for every day of the year. Mm, so it's like nice. 365 beaches, whatever it may be. Um, so we see Eddie back, Captain Lee's back. Um, but so one of the uh, deckhands leaves episode one, day one, essentially, because his grandma's sick. They think it's the flu, but she's getting worse. It sounds like it's coronavirus mm. from what it sounds like. Good guess. He actually leaves immediately. He was like the number one deckhand. Okay. So it'll be kind of interesting to see if they replace him already mm. or that it even got to the point of filming. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So we're going to start today with Potomac. Um, nothing super crazy in this episode. No. We open with like Candace singing. It was kind of oh. nice, like not 
to hear her talk about the assault, which was like, I liked. Yeah. Giselle and Robin have a tea party with Karen. Cute tea party. Um, <laughs> super cute. Very yeah. like quaint. Yes. Yeah. Um, Giselle calls <laughs> Robin's company embezzled. Yes. Didn't bode well with the $90,000 tax lien. Um, it's actually called embellished. Well, it's, Considering she thought she only owed like $4,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they talk about a hat photo shoot for embellished. Um, Karen says the chickens have come home to roost. And it seems like what got me here was that Giselle telling Karen what Wendy was saying or whatever seemed like she was concerned. However, which we'll get into in a little bit, when Giselle tells Wendy what Karen said, it seems like tea. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's always hard to tell because of the relationship those two have. Yeah. Where you think it's concerned, but it quickly turns into shade, but then you're not really sure. It It's just a back and forth. I think in that instance, because she wasn't there and didn't hear it, she kind of wanted to get the context from Karen and get the vibe. Yeah. But then once, you know, they had that, then it's like, okay, she couldn't pass up Karen's imitation. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she had to then turn that into something. I mean, her imitation almost looked like Telly, Teddy Joe Mellencamp. Completely. Like it looked like a Teddy Joe going. Completely. My gut tells me that this is bad. My gut tells me that Giselle sugarcoated the conversation with Karen to get gossip to bring back to Wendy. Mm, yeah. Well, because to me, I don't see a path where. She's friendly with Karen and says, we're concerned. You said these things when you were intoxicated. How are you feeling? What do you need? But then her conversation with Wendy was like, Karen said this, Karen did this, Karen. And it's like, it's just very yeah. I mean, I think, approaches. I think going into the conversation, obviously wanting to get the information because Wendy already had it. Like the other women already heard what Karen said. Yeah. So it was kind of getting clarification Besides and getting more. Robin and right. Giselle, they were the only two not right. there. So yet. that's why I think that part was like, they want to get their, you know, clarification on it, understand what was said, and then kind of see what was said directly from Karen. But then Karen's response in once it was brought to light of what Wendy said, and then Karen, you know, did the imitation and all of those things. I feel like that's when it turned into, okay, now we're going to go back and drop this right on Wendy immediately and be like, she said this and she yeah. did this. That was a little much, but. So it's definitely gearing up for like a Wendy versus Karen, yes. as we can oh, tell. Yes. Um, we take a look at Ashley. She's in therapy. Um, kind of interesting. I, I wanted, actually thought of you while watching this in the sense of like. Because I do a lot of therapy? No. Oh. But having a baby and like body changes and hormone changes and like sure. all of that. And so I've never heard a woman. I mean, I probably have like been around it but i've never heard like directly a woman say i feel as though i turn into like a utility vehicle for the babe like yes interesting i think that it's different for every woman but of course in a situation where like you're nursing i mean i you tend to feel like it's not a sexy feeling like yeah. obviously <laughs> stuff yeah. it, you know it's not pleasant and it's not always cute so it definitely changes because you do. You're you're the main source of nourishment for your baby. Yeah. You can't go very far. You can't do anything. When the baby's up at night, you can't just say to the dad, like, here, because you have to feed it. So yeah. you do start to feel a little bit like that and in, into where your body loses that appeal of what, you know, you feel sexy and all of those things. And then you just feel like, oh, well, you know, these, these are things are for my baby. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, so the therapist tells her to take a vacation without Dean. Yes, Dean agreed. is Dean and Monique are staying home. They are not invited. Maybe Monique will watch Dean. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. I mean, she she we'll get into that. She has lots of kids. Yeah, lot. I mean, <laughs> why not? Um. So Candace goes to visit Chucky. He's a music producer. Mm-hmm. He is Gucci'd out. Yeah. Head to toe, glasses, like Gucci on Gucci on Gucci. It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, so it looks like she's going to get a record contract. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I, I, I love you, Candice, but I don't think yeah, I want to listen I'm to not, that. I wouldn't purchase that. No. I mean, that's a great song. Like, if I could ever write a song for my spouse and express myself in that way, like, that's awesome. Yeah. However. And it was cute and it was sweet. And yes. it was like, it was a moment, but like, yes. let it be. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then we see Monique at home with her brood of children. Ooh. She's very stressed out. Chris put right, something in the dishwasher or something. I don't know what happened there. Um, and then she's concerned about the felony because they could come and take her away in Absolutely. front of her kids. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would be. It, it's like I've said before, it's not an acceptable behavior whatsoever. But the thought of being away from your children is I'm scary. feeling like a Dorinda season with her like maybe she should have taken this season off like maybe the stress of the podcast and putting out a lot of money for that and i, I don't uh, well i'm wondering if there's more to the story because she did say when she went to the meeting that she was her first thought was to quit yeah for sure so i'm wondering if you know production was like no 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 we need to keep you around because there has to be some sort of resolve and conversation at some point to keep this going. But I mean, I like, wonder. she has to have a nanny or so, like, there's no way she's running around with three kids. I, I haven't seen one. If you think about it, like, I have never seen one. I mean, if she's we were, always chasing her kids around. If we were in the OC, Bronwyn has two nannies. We'll talk about that. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I just feel like. Saw where that got her. I feel like she's just not fun this season. I'm going to say this again. Episode five, quote me. She's not light. No. She's not having a good time. She's not like, it just seems like, Filming has become a chore for her. Well, because I think that she's trying to be relevant and have something to talk about. But this is now real life. It's yeah. not just filming. You you can go to jail. You have these charges. Yeah. Now you've counterfiled. It's a mess. So yeah. I think that that creates a lot of stress and tension <laughs> that makes it hard to be light and add something exciting to the show. Yeah. In these circumstances, of, on the fact that she's also on the do not take list. And that means you can't go anywhere yeah. with anybody. She can't be a part of any of these things. Although I don't see why they're not filming like her and Ashley going to lunch. But yeah. we know at some point there's a resurface because there, it does show her and Karen having conversation. Yeah. So she'll be back. Um, you know what gives me stress? Hmm. Giselle's house. It looks like... Okay, so I don't know if y'all know what Z Gallery is. Mm. It looks like like a Z Gallery got shut down and Giselle went in and bought like every... Like purple. The pink purple wall. Yeah, it's a lot. The glitter, the diamonds, the patterns, the clear... Like it's just... The only thing I can think of is... (laughs) <laughs> the word ostentatious, which mm-hmm. makes me think of um, what is Sandra Bullock in Miss Congeniality? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, they said I'm ostentatious. Like, that's all I think about when I think of this house. Yeah. Like, it is so hideous. 
Well, it just I wonder, like I, <laughs> I'm just wondering why the choices that were made. And like, Ashley's like, "Oh, it's coming along nicely. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot. It is." Um, so Ashley tells Giselle about the girls' trip, and everyone's invited. Giselle says she imagines four of them won't go if Monique is invited. Yeah, and it sucks. You know, yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like even if the invite was extended, she wouldn't have gone. I mean, I think that we need, unfortunately, with like legal matters, obviously they can't get together now, right? Right. right. Uh, but I think like this all could have been resolved in a matter of weeks, and now it's just like hijacking our season. Yeah, agreed. And Portugal does not look fun. Yeah, I was wondering. I mean, it was her bucket list place, but I'm I'm wondering. Well, Michael that. goes MIA. Yeah. You know who's got a nanny is Ashley. <laughs> Maybe she can loan that to gonna, Monique yeah, for a hot minute. Find her um, husband. Also, we see in Portugal is that's when Candace approaches Ashley about the mm-hmm. uh, deposition she gave. Yeah. Against Candace. Mm. Which is, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know if I would go on it. I don't know if I would throw a trip with someone I would just gave a deposition against. I mean, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> yeah. They ask you, you have to say. The producers behind the scenes must just be like, this is a cluster. Yeah. You can't do anything when they subpoena you to say, like, yeah. you have to say. Now, I don't know what she said because she wasn't there. She was in the bathroom. But I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested. I mean, we're going to find out. Right. That's for sure. And oh, Candace yeah. is, like, not going to hold back on. Absolutely not. She will verbally lash whoever's in her way, as we know. Well, and again, to my point... That's my issue with her. Yeah. So we get to Robin's photo shoot for embellished. I almost just said embezzled, actually. Mm. Um, What are your thoughts? Okay, so my thought was these women are all established. Karen, especially, I think of, like, La Grande Dame and all of her projects. Is it weird for Robin to expect them to model her hats automatically? Like, there was Mm. no discussion... Possibly no payment, obviously. I like I, is that weird to like, okay, you have a brand, you're La Grande Dame. I can't be seen in this hat. Like how does that work? Do you I mean, I don't think so. I think what she brought it up at the tea and said she's been modeling it all herself. And they were happy to seemed happy to help. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of all part of when you're a grand dame or when you're established, <laughs> yeah, you want to help your friends get off, you know, get on their feet and yeah. get their business on the ground. So I don't think it was an expectation. I mean, I think she put it out there. If Karen would have said, no, I'm not comfortable, but I think there wouldn't be any reason to not. Yeah. It just seems like branding wise, it seems like a very interesting, I imagine here's what I thought of. I thought of like New York. I thought of other franchises where, like Sonia's like, oh well, I can't like I'm in the cabaret, but I'm not getting paid. And like sure. I thought of a lot of like other instances that we've dealt with I mean, in other franchises of like, how does that work? Like, are you like no one's modeling positive beverage? Well, because it's terrible. But I yeah, what's yeah, the, what is there a I, fine line of mm, like this is what I've curated? Sure. I mean, yeah. I think if she worked for a brand, yeah, that sold maybe they got free hats. Yeah. I mean, I, I think <laughs> that if there was some sort of a branding issue. But she makes her perfume. What was your favorite hat? Um, I liked the one that said love on it. Mm. I thought it was super cute. I could picture you like in the the heart, the leopard hearts. Yeah. I could totally yeah, picture that one. Yeah, it was cute. I mean, I, 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 like, I do like hats. They're cute. They They're really cute. Really yeah. cute hats. It, you know what was not, it was not cute on Ashley? 
It's the hair. Her hair. It's the hair. And they were like putting it on. That would have been a good day for her to do straight hair. And also, I felt like they should have all had on like t-shirts to wear a blouse with the. They also all were really modely. Like they were right. all like striking a pose. Like who yeah. are these people? Like no, I could that's not. Casual. Like let's yeah. make this easy. Put a t-shirt on. Like Giselle has a blouse with a bow on the neck. And yeah. It was a lot. I also love like the group shot. Like. I don't think I've ever seen five women and six women at a table with all with hats on. Like that's a little no. much. Maybe like two or three hats. Yeah. They all look good. Yeah. Um, so Giselle fills in Wendy again, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, it's very pointed mm-hmm. when she tells Wendy, obviously getting her fired up for a Karen confrontation in front of everybody. Right. It's just what she does that every time Robin throws an event. Um, Ashley pulls out a flag to say where they're going. Nobody. Can- Candace yells China. No one really knows. Wendy says Portugal. They ask her how she knows because she watches soccer, which makes sense. Um, they let him know that Monique's not invited and they're hoping to just like clear the air. And then they all sort of joked about this slithering. Yeah. Karen mocking Wendy, which I mean, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Wendy said it was a saunter. Yeah, a saunter. saunter. Yeah. I didn't think it, I honestly didn't think it resembled Wendy coming down the stairs at all. Like, no, I don't know no, was, no, no. if I was the only one. And, and we cannot bypass, nor can we dismiss the fact that I exactly when they started this segment and they had the model who looked exactly like Katie, I thought it was Katie. It looked just like her. Less, less like, crazy. Less crazy. But just like Katie. No bad wig. Yeah. Just like <laughs> oh, Katie. God. Don't remind me of oh. last season. <laughs> was... But but I did. I really I was like, yeah. oh, Katie looks great. And then they addressed that. It wasn't <laughs> well, Ashley, why? Well, Ashley's like, oh, my God, is that? Wait a minute. Is right. that Katie? And I was like, oh, that was me. Um, so we end the episode. Monique files counter. Candace is devastated. She calls Monique arrogant and evil. And all kinds of bitches. Like, yeah. this is what I'm talking, this is what I've been talking about. Yeah. So, I understand being upset and I understand being frustrated that she's countersuing you. But the the tone and the way that she says things and she delivers things is the reason why you people have these issues with you. Yeah. That's my whole thing. I want her to get to a place where she understands that. Well, and I- I mean, it goes back to, like, every action has an equal or opposite reaction. Of course. And unfortunately, which is weird to me because, like, they're our age, right? They're 30, they're mid-30s to early 40s, whatever it may be. Right. And, like, I I just feel at some point Candace could say, okay, when is enough? Enough is enough. Like, Absolutely. I feel like... Monique has gotten there, whether it be with her pastor or on camera or whatever it may be. And she's just kind of like, okay, like how do we move on from this? How do we grow? How do we learn? Like, I think everything in your life is a growing, is a learning, right? And it troubles me because I feel like Candace saw this in therapy and was like, yes, my actions led to this. Mm -hmm. And now it's just gotten like completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see that continuing trend of change there, but. Well, so next week we're in Portugal. Mm -hmm. The trip gets started. It does not look like it's going to be fun. No. It looks like drama. As usual. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. Do you want to do Bachelorette or OC? What are you you feeling in your heart of hearts? I would much prefer to talk about Bachelorette because I have nothing good to say about (laughs) OC right now. Um, So jumping into Bachelorette. 
So we got kind of like the end of last episode. Um, We obviously open with like the guys feeling defeated. They feel there's like no opportunity. I think that this happened too late. I think that's the problem, right? Like the production stepping in, first of all, like production chasing her with cameras and producers in masks. And like all this was obviously not planned. However, I feel like this was really drawn out and like Chris Harrison going to bungalow to bungalow to bungalow. And like, it just all felt very like produced. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like when, when he went to speak with her and she was giving her responses, he looked like, Holy shit. What what now? Like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that it could maybe be the fact that it's translating like that because they've never had to, encounter this for sure like i don't really know but i for me i was just i was not sure what to do and i'm not even involved I wasn't uh, even there. <laughs> so claire is falling in love with dale she tells chris that she respects the process but she has to go with what you want like go for what you want is like her motto um chris is surprised um he actually is really like he's like these are good guys these guys gave up Yes. So like, let's backtrack a little bit. I'm going to put in some rumors again. I'm following all the little hints I can take. So they cast these guys. Okay. So let's go way back. So Claire was announced in February. They were casting before that. So these men were cast, some of them for Claire, some of them not for Claire. Right. We have confirmation from Claire on last night that, they filmed like a welcome episode, whatever it may be, at the mansion in March. They were then shut down for coronavirus and then they reconvened in July. So she did meet Dale in March. And then she proceeds to say, like, I stalked him on social media for four plus months. And I wanted to see what he was doing and I wanted to see all these things. And so... I don't know why that was kept from us. Like, I don't know. I feel like that changes the game mm-hmm. because then there's guys who could be like, Oh, I wasn't interested four months ago, or I am interested now or whatever it may be. Hmm. If that makes sense. I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, obviously I feel like first things first, it being halted isn't really their fault for sure. So, okay. Now she has this information I mean, you know, you've kind of gotten a peek. So I don't know. I, I may for myself I'd be like, well, I, I want to see what these guys are about. Now I know who they are. But my, I think that she is so wrapped up in who he is via social media mm-hmm. that that's what she brought into July, which is why, I mean, let's be real. We are. On day 10, day 11, day 12-ish. Oh, yeah. Supposedly, she stopped filming on day 12. So, technically, you've been a part of this for 12 days. Mm -hmm. So, what you've conjured up in your mind of how great he is or how amazing he is based on his social media posts, Mm -hmm. you say you've never taught, you've never spoken, you've never DM'd. I, I believe you. I don't care. It doesn't affect me either way. Right. However... It just sounds like you created this life in your head prior to launching again in July. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think that 
you tend to romanticize things. Yeah. So she probably was looking at these things and he's posting about his mom that's no longer here and he's posting about this and that. And so she's just thinking, oh, and she's creating a connection. Correct. Um, All on her own. Yeah. And I feel like at that point, she should have said when Chris called and said, hey, we can get this picked up and going. She should have, yeah. She should have then said, hey, this is what I've done. I've been looking at this and this is how I'm feeling. And I'm not really sure I'm going to be able to give these guys a fair shake because yes. I, I, I become smitten with Dale. I totally agree. That's my only thing. Yeah. So, I mean, Chris, essentially it sounds like they split amicably, right? Chris said, we can't continue. The guys are upset. We can't continue down this path. You don't want to continue down this path. Like, no bullshit. Like, what, what's the plan? Like, what are we going to do? Right. Um, so she says the universe brought them together. She, you know, his mom passed, whatever it may be. She swears there was no contra- contact, um, but she just needs clarity on what she wants to do. Uh, and then he says, you've just blown up The Bachelorette. Yeah. So we do know that Taisha was flown in, which we'll get into in a little bit. Yeah. Um, they saw this coming. Supposedly, I'm hearing different reports. The first report I heard was the night that she didn't give them a rose was the night that the producers were like, we need a backup plan. Well, yeah, because she completely went off the path. There yeah. was absolutely no reason to not give somebody a rose. Yeah. But at that point, the statement is she didn't want to give it to anybody else. Correct. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's panic mode for sure. And then the guys are going to revolt. And you're seeing all this. Somebody <clears throat> better do something. Yeah. So we see the guys chatting. Chris comes in and tells them there's no cocktail party. There's no rose. He takes Dale outside. Says there's a one-on-one date. Um, and then we get to the date, which it just felt awkward i mean i don't know i was uh, this episode was bore like i was just like they're not exciting she is very controlling i think i don't know i felt like it just wasn't real life yeah like (laughs) you know what i mean 12 days like what if he like picks his nose or like what if he like smells his fingers like what whatever it may be like something so absurd could come up after 12 days like you've lived with someone I, i've lived, like i uh, we, just felt like yes i mean generally we know as adults like you don't know somebody in that time like frame. what if he doesn't shower every day right. or like, what if there's like something stupid that comes up and like you're so smitten that like, you're just cutting off yeah i mean i i, I stand by how i felt last week which was <laughs> It's unfair to not even try yeah. to get to know anybody else. Um, there was no reason for that. I- well, and like the guys are obviously not happy. Poor Blake. Blake is just like that positive is, thoughts. Like, falling apart. He's Canadian. Yeah. This is why they don't, they're not, there's not a bad bone in their body. Like he's yeah. like, this will work out. She'll come to her senses. She'll figure it out. Go Canada. Yeah, she would never like, do this. She no, never, she like, would never. She, oh God, no, 12 I, days. God, no. She's. She couldn't have had a one-on-one. Yeah. There's no so intimacy. <laughs> um, oh, poor Blake. No. Um, so her and Dale have a date. It was a weird date. He he feels like blank to me. And she kind of like, they're just not warm people. Mm-hmm. I think it's just so weird and awkward. Yeah. Um. I mean... Here's what I took from the date. 
really, it was just a buildup of, we're going to get dressed up. You're going to get dressed up. We're going to go to this beautiful place, kill some time and talk about how beautiful it is. I didn't even see them eat any dinner. And then. Same. Try to I'm fix- always about the food. Me too. Where was the food? I, and it's like, she said, we're going to have dinner. I'm waiting for the dinner. I want to Bring me a New York medium rare. And then <laughs> it's really just the whole time you trying to figure out how do you tell somebody you've known for 12 days you're in love with them yeah. and hope they say it back. It's awkward and uncomfortable and weird. It's hard enough to say that to somebody you've been with for a year. Well, then they go to the bedroom and um, there's an. I can't. Did you see the ice bucket? I can't. The ice bucket was on the wooden nightstand. That's good. I'm gonna leave a mark. Of course, it was absurd. The, I someone call housekeeping at La Quinta. We need yeah. to get it was just that like, ice bucket off the nightstand. And, the, and then the and then the fact that they kept cutting to the guys like, well, Dale's been gone for a while. Yeah, where, Dale's not coming back. <laughs> what happened? What do you think happened? Yeah. It's like really, you guys. I, it just was a mess to me. I felt like it wasn't fair. They should have explained that to them clearer instead of making them sit all night. Yeah. And wonder where the hell this guy just went and what is going on. Well, and I think, okay, so I think the production, so I feel like Claire blew this up in the sense of looking back last week, she showed up four hours late, then canceled the date with the first group of guys and like then went to cocktails, then hung out with Dale. Like I feel like she gave up way before production stepped in i don't know but like why wouldn't you give him the one-on-one date to start if that was your number one feeling why right open up to jason why open up to riley why meet all these guys like i <sighs> i think in the beginning i think her intention and it could be wrong but i think the intention was to go with the process yeah to not look like that you know but then as she got into the time, she only, I mean, it was just already manifested. Yeah. She just wanted to spend time with him. Yeah. And I just felt like if that's how you feel, like, obviously I'm not going to knock anybody. If you fell in love with someone, it happens. Like stranger things have happened. Yeah. My parents met, dated for three months <laughs> yeah. and have been married ever since. Yeah. But you know, it's just, it was just the circumstances. So did her like, parents and so did Dale's uh, parents. I mean, everybody's parents. And they both hitchhiked. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe both of their dads hitchhiked? It was just so extra to yeah, me. Like, for sure. We know how it really happens. It just, I mean, obviously we don't fall in love on camera, but no. it just doesn't usually look like that. Well, and like, it just felt like production wrapped up in this like pretty little bow. Yeah, but it's messy and it's well, uncomfortable. And here's, we'll get into that too. I have some like stuff that I cut on to last night, which we'll talk about, but mm-hmm. So Claire approaches the guys. It's kind of silent. She says that she's not going to apologize for that. Was handled well. Um, Kenny like came out swinging, rightfully so. Um, Ivan, who's my, also my boyfriend, he doesn't know right it yet. Um, Ivan and Ben like they support her. I mean, I think they were all sort of like caught off guard. But I what also, would you say? <laughs> well, I think it's double edged, right? It's like a, what do you say? But b, you're on camera, so what do you say? I'm going to say what the hell I want to say because that's crazy. I just, so did you're this. Kenny. I am. <laughs> yeah. I am almost Yosef in this situation. Like I came here, I stopped my life. I quarantined. I was in your bubble. I gave 110% to try to get to know you. Yeah. You completely shut down on us. Didn't even want to hear what we had to say. No. And then you're refusing to apologize. Well, and I think also this is an anomaly. If they did all meet in March, like right. the rumors are saying, like Claire alluded to in this episode, that, if you all did meet in March, then you possibly weren't 
pursuing other things April, May, June, because then you've got here in July. Right. And I feel like you're going in the process, like you romanticize it. So these men are going on these dates and they're imagining what it'd be like to be with her and the possibility of being that guy. Yeah. And then you get hit with this and then it's like, well, I just think you owe an apology. Like we, we were trying to get to know you, like at least apologize for that. Cause you know, they were, and you weren't having it. That's all I'm saying. Like social media to say, all social media. You know what I mean? To say, like, I don't have to apologize. You wouldn't even give them a rose, and you made them. You told them it was their fault. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean that wasn't their fault. She's getting dragged on social media. I so. know, <laughs> and I am not trying to drag her because yeah. I, I'm all about love, 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 love. However, respect is important. Well, you know, as Deanna said, if you know, you know. Oh, Deanna. So speaking of Deanna, there is a report that. Deanna released some information. She was actually supposed to host a date and Claire actually didn't want to go through with it, which is why their scene ended up just being like a quick meeting slash smelling Dale's. Well, it's like, didn't I tell you that's what usually happens? Yeah. So it seemed like Deanna was there for like a bigger purpose. And then Claire actually scrapped all of that, Mm -hmm. which is why Deanna was like, why did I come here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So then we like are Claire and Dale at the same place. They talk about the engagement ring. I have a huge issue with this. You've been engaged. Um, twice. <laughs> twice. Um, <laughs> I feel like rings are like a very personal, yes. very like momentous yes. thing in your life. Very much so. So, so I read an article today from Neil Lane that he spoke to Claire about what she wanted but like Dale didn't have like for me, it's weird. Like if I were to give someone a ring, I'd be like, oh, I picked this ring out because it has 12 diamonds for the 12 days we've known each other. It has whatever. So, like <laughs> yes, and that is generally how life works. Yes. On The Bachelor, though, and Bachelorette, the way this works is Neil Lane comes in and he talks to the person and says, What are you envisioning? What are you imagining? Like what's he talks your dream? to the bachelor bachelorette. So he works on both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he'll go to play like in this instance, Claire, get a feel, and then usually comes at the end with a bunch of rings. Yes, which okay. And then then Dale would have then been able to say, This feels this like one, her. this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But in this situation, you got a day, you get what you get, and you don't cause a fit. Yeah. So Neil Lane gave an interview. He was like, We had days. Yeah. It's a four and a half carat cushion cut. Like it's insane. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. It's insane. Um, it's ginormous. But I also feel like now you're like, it doesn't feel like this engagement ring means anything to either of them. And that's like my issue with this. Well, because like you can look back and be like, this is my engagement ring. What were we doing? Why does it mean something? Like there's zero meaning behind mm-hmm. this ring showing up that day. Sure. But to be honest, my wedding ring meant more to me than my engagement ring. Okay. Because that's like, that solidifies the steel. It yeah. goes closest to your heart. Um, I loved my engagement ring. Um, it was not, it was not what I would have picked for okay. myself. Oh, okay. Okay. However, okay. It we're getting was, the we're getting the tea, folks. Yeah. However, <laughs> it was chosen with love, and so yeah. I loved it because he he did that exactly. So in yes. that in that point, Dale didn't choose this with love. No. However, this was a ring that was like, here you go, put this on her uh, finger. Absolutely. It's however, what Neil Lane had in the archive in the safe. If in the I back. would have received that ring, you'd be fine. I would be like, 
not maybe whatever bitch. But I'll but take I'll it. Take <laughs> Can I get another one for the other hand? Yeah. My God. Um, so we see their engagement. She says something that really rubbed me the wrong way. She, uh, I don't want, I don't not like Claire. I just don't get Claire. Um, she says, I've waited years for this. And my issue with that is that she is taking the engagement and not Dale proposing. Hmm. Her waiting years for someone she's known 12 days means that she doesn't care who proposed. She wanted that accomplishment. She wanted that in her life. And that bothers me to no end Mm -hmm. because you're just, oh yeah, I've been waiting for this, but like you've known him 12 days. So like for me, like, oh, I want that person to propose or I want to propose whatever it may be, like, because they want to, or like there's feelings and there's all this stuff. And it's not like, oh, look, I got it. I got the ring. I got the proposal. I'm good. Well, here's the thing. I think that, the fact that Chris had to explain to him that he had to propose the expectation yeah. was this is the process <laughs> and this is the end. And yeah. this is what happens in the end. Um, and it wasn't an automatic, like I'm ready to propose to no. her tonight. Like, you know, I don't, I mean, we missed a piece. Like we what if she piece. has 11 toes or like, what if something, anything, I mean, you can go like years living with somebody and then find something out and be like, Oh, this is rough. Like, Maybe she's a Trumper. Who knows? Like, there could be anything along those lines. I mean, I think that, yeah. I mean, I think that there's You don't always... know somebody after 12 days. No, you don't. And I and I totally agree with that. And I think that that's the part that's a little bit shaky. But, yeah. you know, at this point, it's where we are. Um, and I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. I paused it. Her glass, her champagne glass was water. It was oh, clear. No. Which is interesting to me. Like, why... I couldn't see his because his hand, his giant hand was covering it, but it was not champagne. It was not, it was what it was clear as day. Hmm. So I don't know why her glass would be hmm. not champagne or anything. Anyway, mm-hmm. something I, I maybe I, she had drank too much the day before. Who knows? I mean, yeah. I mean, I caught a lot of stuff. We'll talk about this. We talked about this before yes. recording. We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, so we get to the guys. Chris says this is unprecedented. Um, if they want to stay in the house, they must attend a cocktail party tonight. Wear your best. Dress mm-hmm. up. Um, all the guys show up and we get Taisha. First things first. <laughs> Chris goes and explains to them what's just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot tell you like the vibe, the face, the looks on their faces when he told them they are now together, they've left and they're engaged. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, in a way, applauding them all because nobody freaked out. They all just looked stunned, but it was like, I would have been like, are you kidding me? This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. <sighs> but nobody said that. Okay, so here's my issue. So rewind. I rewind. I rewound, rewound mm-hmm. this twice last night. So when Claire speaks to the guys and tells them that she's leaving, mm-hmm. they're in the suite, all dressed, they're all there, whatever. Dale's not there. Then when Chris tells them they got engaged last night, they're all in the same clothes. Mm-hmm. The only thing that moves is Damar is sitting. Mm-hmm. Damar moves and then Riley sits because Riley was standing in the first scene. So the reason they're not surprised is because that was a production scene. Totally. But I still would have been like, I mean, th- they should have acted. The shocked. reaction yeah, like, like, and that, I think that's like watching that last night. And like, I, we've talked about a lot of like scenes and production issues and like, 
oh, take this rose and twirl around a little bit until he gets it. Like, that's what I don't like about the show. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's very produced. And then seeing those two scenes last night, like, production didn't care. Like, those scenes were so obviously either the same day or the same whatever it may I mean, be. I mean, I think at this point it was just, let's. how do we stop this dumpster fire as quickly as possible? <laughs> but it's like for her to come in and say, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And then Chris to come in and say, last night they got engaged, but they're all in the same clothes makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's a producer out there. If you're listening, I don't buy it. Yeah. Let me know what happened. If you guys had to like reshoot it, but I, think I don't it, think they care if we get it. They just want no. to get done with that and get <laughs> yeah. Tasha in there and move on from this there. nightmare. Um, Tasha looks phenomenal. Oh yeah, gorge. Absolutely. Um, she's gonna meet all the guys. All the guys stay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get an update on Claire and Dale. They set, looks like they have they've been given like a beach house yeah. in LA or something. Um, and she says, This is the most amazing four days of my life. Um, uh, again, four days. I don't I it's all great in four days. Sure. I mean, of course. That's simple, it's easy. I could do that with my yeah. eyes closed. I we'll see. I I, I mean, wish them the best. So we're gonna see an update from them next week. Yes. Sort of an after the rose. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see Tasha jump I wish in. We were getting a men tell all with her and all the men i would love that i mean i think that it sounds like she's done so i don't know if you saw like she was pictured at target with a with the giant ring on yes which to me i mean they've been so careful for two months why now it sounds like abc kind of set that up and was like oh let's get her pictured so people will tune in tonight to watch the show obviously it was moved based on the election so they moved their day um i just don't care go away yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. You're not, she's not interesting. She's not fun. Tasha looks like a bubbly, like breath of fresh air after yeah. what we just went through. It'll be interesting to see like how she navigates the guys. Cause her number one concern is like, are they here for me? Well, that's yeah. cool. which is totally valid. Yeah. Which is totally valid. And I would be surprised if they don't bring in a few fresh new guys. I think they do. And I think they should just to shake it up. I mean, that's not fair. But I don't know how they do with quarantine. Yeah, it'll be because all these people were very invested in this other yeah. woman, and I, I, I totally understand her concerns. So, but I mean, Love to be her. fair, after twelve days, there was only two or three one on one. Like there was nothing really to be invested. But look at it. I mean, look at them. Like Jason was losing. Like I, I was. Yeah, I think Jason. I mean, there was some guys that were invested. So I think that like Jason and my here's my guess. I think Jason Riley. And Blake M are gonna go pretty quick. Yeah, I know who the, I know who Tasha's top four is. Sorry, um, I'm not gonna ruin it for anybody. Please don't. I will. I will not. No, but it seems like she has a very good read on who's there for her. Yeah, and I honest. think that that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until next week, back on Tuesday. Yes. I will watch on Tuesday. I don't know if I will continue. It's it's two hours, everybody. Like it's such a commitment. I, it's a lot. It's a lot of guys. Um, moving on, we have OC. <laughs> How are you feeling? I just hate it. And I hate feeling like that because I love OC. But I... The OGs. So, They're the original. Yes, and I'm so tired of the crazy and the mean <sighs> and the madness. And I cannot take Kelly Dodd for one more second. I agree. Oh, <laughs> like I feel like she's just... Okay, so... She's the most inappropriate, <laughs> repulsive person on this earth. I feel like Tamara and Vicky and Shannon kept 
Kelly in check. Yeah. I feel like Kelly feels now that she's the star of the show. So I feel like she says and does whatever the F she wants. She's, I mean, um, I can't. So we pick up at the house ring party. Right, right. Bronwyn and Gina are yelling. Bronwyn throws a glass in the pool, which is, that is a, that is a nightmare to be Yes. <laughs> Could you imagine if that would have broke and then you have to, oh. Yeah. Um, Sean is defending Bronwyn. Do you feel that Sean was speaking inappropriately to Gina? Yeah. First, really? First things okay. first. If it was my husband, I walked out. Yeah. You follow me because you saw how visibly upset she was and shaken, and you know what's going on with her. Yeah. There. That was the time that you needed to first things first. Make sure she was good. Second of all, then you're back like barking at Gina, and it's like, sir. We've already covered this. Like the husbands need to just back up a little bit. I mean, I didn't, I honestly didn't think he was out of line. I didn't think he raised his voice. I felt, okay, so here's what I saw. I feel like they're all in this weird limbo, right? So Bronwyn, Emily, Shannon, and Sean are aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth. Gina, I don't know where Kelly stands, are not aware of what's going on. So I think Sean seeing it from outside looking in saw it as like, I can fix this situation and like give Gina a heads up of like what's actually happening. Like she's not lashing out at you. She's just lashing out and you're here. Kind of like, that's how I took it. But he didn't approach it that way. Yeah. I mean, I just was He's raised in awkward, a way. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just raised in a way like when women are arguing, the men don't. Yeah, get involved for sure. That's just my thing. But. No, and I, 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 but I don't think like looking. Okay, so batch that real quick. But like Yosef was like out of line. I don't feel that sure. Sean was like out of line. Like he didn't raise his voice. He didn't like accost. But Gina. I think that's different because it was him and her having an interaction. Yeah. And then it's only men there. When yeah. you have a group of women that are doing their women thing, <laughs> like your wife's going through a really rough time. She's in like the throes of trying to stay sober. She's hysterical. Yeah. And it was more important for you to stay and argue with Gina. Yeah. Like to me that just didn't I got seem- you. Yeah. I feel that. Like, um, so Emily's happy to pass the drama torch, mm-hmm, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Bronwyn yells out, hey, lemonade boy, oh, can you man. get my husband? That was rude. Really? That was, she knows good. who he is. Uh, like, you've met these people before. I mean, okay, so, so I am the king of giving people nicknames. Oh, I don't do that. So, like... I mean, I call people sir, like, sir, get out of my way, whatever it may be, right? Like, well, so, sir and ma'am and miss, and those <laughs> yeah. things are different than, like... But, I mean, like, look at that green Prius, right? Like, I mean, I think that I'm somebody who, like, labels people I'm interacting with. I honestly don't think she was being derogatory. I think that she looked up and saw him with a lemonade shirt and, like, a tray and was like, lemonade boy, can you get my husband? Like... Yeah, or how about young man? Would you mind getting my husband? <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it was met with like malintent. Like he's the help that he's. <laughs> but he did look like like he was a server for the night. Obviously, but if, yeah. But they, but she knows Shannon's boyfriend's kids. I mean, I think in that moment she was just seeing red. Like she wasn't. Yeah, I just think it's. I don't. Know. Yeah, I just. 
So Gina's uncomfortable. They have a conversation out front, which seemed like really bad timing. Mm-hmm. Bronwyn says the text was kind. Gina says the text was creepy. And they are just not going to agree on I didn't feelings. think that would have been the best time to have that conversation. No. And I think the text was out of line. I don't... The fact, like, if he would have said, hope you made it home, this is Sean, done. da 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 done. Yes. I got her back no to problem. the apartment is Wink. weird. Yeah, when, with a winky eye. And not even an emoji, just like the right, semicolon right. and the parentheses. Yeah, like, what are you trying to tell me? Like, oh, I got her back to the condo. Yeah, like, so, like, I just got laid. That's what he wanted to say. Yeah, I mean. No, I, it was weird. I agree. And I hope that Bronwyn, like, stops defending, like, stop defending the yeah. text. The text is bad. Um... And then, of all people to have a sit-down, it's Kelly and Bronwyn, which was, like, not who I would go to for okay. moral support. Oh. Yeah, like, you think you're being funny, but you you offered her a drink after she told you she's sober. <laughs> she said, why are you a quitter? Right. Like, I was just... <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, and then Kelly says that Sean's an enabler. And then Kelly decides to ask Sean about the Shannon meeting to, like, stir the pot. Mm-hmm. As always. Well, yeah, she's got to get the information when you really should be saying, like, hey, dude, you should get take your wife home. Yeah. Or, like, just, like, end it. We're not doing this now. We're not doing this here. Let's yeah. just. So, Brahman gets home, and she makes a really good point, which I really resonate with. She said, because she's not drinking and numbing herself, like, she's feeling everything yeah. all the time. Absolutely. And, like, I don't know what that's like to walk in and, like, shots of tequila being passed in front of you and you're like i've been sober for 30 days so like Mm -hmm. i I feel for her i i really feel for her i know that like she's not handling it well which i get yeah yeah, i wouldn't have even been in a situation like that so she doesn't want to show her face again um they didn't then do a tour of shannon's home my favorite quote came from gina she said Shannon can say whatever she wants about my house. This home is neither sad nor depressing. Absolutely. In her giant Newport Beach home. Yes, it's lovely. Um, what do you think about that painting in Shannon's gym? Cute. I mean, is that the place? Like, maybe a mirror. Where else are you going to put it? Over your bed? That's weird. No, not your... Like, like where are you going to put that? I don't it's, know. There's really no... Elizabeth said she put it in the garage. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. I mean, it's pretty, but, like, maybe, like, a hallway or, like... Yeah, but then... I don't know. I just feel like then you have a giant photo of yourself in the hallway. What about like in the that's gym? The gym. Nobody goes in there. <laughs> Who's using the gym? Shannon and John, probably. Well, that's it. Um, so we get to Kelly at home. She talks about her and Rick banging again. I I, I just can't. don't want to hear about it's it anymore. So, no, 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 no. Please <sighs> step back one step. Because what leads to this is the inappropriate comments she was making to oh, oh yeah. Shannon's father. I don't even think I wrote that down because I was like, this is too much. Like, Are what? you a big D daddy? Yeah. He's asking his girlfriend, like, because she needs to know because he's 90 and Rick's 60. Like, lady. She, <laughs> Shannon was mortified. Oh. I just felt like, I mean, it's hard because, like, it's comical to watch. I mean, at least it's not drama. No, it's just so inappropriate. Yeah. Like, it's just so crazy. Um, Yeah. To Shannon's dad, who ro- who arrived in a Rolls Royce. Of course. I didn't realize that she, I guess, yes. I guess I did realize she had family money. Yes. I don't have a Rolls Royce. I don't, I'm, I don't, I haven't seen one in person. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. Um, So Kelly says that her and Rick's relationship is an addiction. Oh, what are your thoughts on that? I can't. I'm over it. Like, I mean, that's it's a, embarrassing. That's a bad 
descriptive word for a relationship. I just don't have any respect for her. Yeah. And that's what bothers me. I yeah. don't know Rick. I'm not judging him because I don't really know him, even though, you I mean, know, he's his a Fox daily- News right, right. Like, let's right. be real. But just the things like this and the things I've been seeing on social media with her, like taking shots at his ex and involving the kids and all of these things. Like it's so distasteful and it just bothers me. And then it makes me wonder like, who is this guy that this is the woman he wanted to marry? Yeah. Um, Rick is a yes man. He does whatever Kelly says. Apparently so. I mean, yeah. If you walk around in that lace negligee with your boobs out at home, like I'm sure he's going to do whatever you want. Yeah. I, it's that's bizarre. <laughs> um, so we see Gina at home. She's curling that hair. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's her hair. No, it's, it's definitely not. Okay. <laughs> Do you think production knows shooting her from behind is just mean? Well, yeah, like, I, they have to realize that you can see all the taped in. It's horror. Like, stop shooting her from behind. We're on episode they... four, and we've seen her from behind every single episode. I don't think they and care. It's bad. Yeah, I don't think they care too. So that. she's curling her hair, talking to her mom. Um, her and Matt are in a good place. She then makes... Uh, I'm torn here because I feel like she's in a good place with Travis. She's trying to be in a good place with Matt and his girlfriend. And then she says, I don't know why the girlfriend wants him. You know, we all know he's got a criminal record. But, like, it just felt like a really cheap dig. And then she says that, well, the girlfriend's great because she can pick my daughter up from school when I can't. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a very young thing to say. Um, it's very petty and catty because that sometimes happens in these sort of situations. Um, it's the things you would say to your mom or your friends when nobody else is paying attention, but not when you're being filmed. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it felt like you're like, look at us, we're growing, we're learning, and then you took cheap shots, which was just like, is Britt going to take a cheap shot at your extension? She could. And she, I mean, might, she might. She, I mean. It's just not on camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's when she picks her daughter from school. Um, anything else on that scene that we saw? Um, no. I mean, I thought the conversation she had with Matt and extending yeah. the olive branch and saying, like, come to the party. Like, I think that's a good step. Yeah. Uh, we see Elizabeth and Kelly shopping. Kelly asks about the divorce, and Elizabeth says, again, I can't talk about it. And then she proceeds to talk about it. <laughs> God. So they're going to trial, um, which is, like, really unheard of. You think there'd be, like, mediation or something at some point. We now know, based on our hot topics today, she's getting $31,000 a month. Um, Elizabeth is 100% behind Bronwyn, which is nice. Like, it, I think that, like, it's nice that people are recognizing – I think Bronwyn's breakdown kind of opened the door to like, I'm actually struggling. Whereas before they had like this mirage of Bronwyn's life. And now Mm -hmm. like with the cracks in the stucco or whatever the saying may be, like now they're like, okay, Bronwyn's a human, like let's take a human approach to her. Sure. Um, Kelly thinks that Shannon actually said sad and depressing. Well, here's the thing. In the beginning, when this first came up, Bronwyn said either sad or, or depressing. depressing. Yeah, and then it got spun and by then Emily. It got spun, yeah. but then she brought it back this week to sad. I so I will go on record as we're here right now. I think that Shannon probably said, "There's eight of them in this 
1700 square foot townhouse. Right. She gave me a tour. It was kind of sad is what I imagine being said. Yeah. I mean, but what they're, what they're missing and forgetting is that they split their time. So their kids aren't always there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, yeah. it's a full-time thing where you need a bunch of rooms. Like you make it work. So Emily and Gina are shopping at the same time. Um, they said that Bronwyn doesn't have nannies. She has an alcohol support team. And they feel like everybody's enabling her. Mm. I mean, you have seven kids, first of all. So, like, you have to have some That's help. insane. Yeah. Like, she was pregnant constantly. So, I mean, no. And I think in a lifestyle that you have, you're accustomed. Like, what's not to be, like, privileged, but, like, what's two nannies when you have one nanny at that point, right? Like, I mean, I don't see as like two nannies as like this big, like, Oh my well, God, she's got two. And, nannies. And I think that the whole thing is probably okay. Well, you have two nannies. You also have children that are small toddlers, yeah. diapers, things like that. You also have older kids that might need rides or have sports. Like I get it. I understand if it, if you're spread kind of thin. Um, I just think that that's mean to, make these comments and say like alcohol support team and things like that, because she's clearly, I mean, she's clearly at least to she's Emily made by it, a thread and she's yeah. made it clear to Emily. Like I was struggling as a parent. I was struggling as a person, like sure. all of these things. So to make fun of it to me is offensive because she, she's opened up and she's owning it and you're taking dicks. Gina to me this season. And I don't, she feels combative. Yeah. She's cheap shots and whatever it may be. And like, I get that she's going to talk it out with Bronwyn. I mean, again, we've talked about this. We're on a short season. We're technically a third of the way through the season. If we're getting the 12 episodes we talked about. Right. Um, I just feel like her confessionals are very catty. Well, Everything makes, she says is like. It makes me wonder because she did make that comment like. When she was arguing with Bronwyn, like, well, my breath, you know, I had this conversation with my best friend, and I was like, oh, so Tamara was her best friend? Yeah. So is she trying to like take on a little bit of. But then on camera, she's like, oh, my dad struggled with alcoholism. I get it. But then you're going to take, I don't know. Yeah, it's very, I'm very unclear where these women all stand. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I don't, I just don't like that. I'm not getting any sisterhood here. It's just all very weird. Yeah. So Emily believes Shannon didn't say it because Emily and Shannon are besties all of a sudden. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, I just don't, are we over the, she said, she said like, let's just move yeah, on. That's so, my whole thing. Like, yeah. okay. If Gina's said like, whatever, let's just let, I, I've let it get go. It's fine. Like, why are we, why is it still a thing? Well, yeah. And I think like, so Bronwyn calls Shannon, Bronwyn's mortified. They both feel they're right. Um, I just feel like this is going to be a, an issue all season. Yeah. I Of like, oh, well, I didn't say that, but she said it, but I heard it, but I heard it, but Sean heard it. Like, ugh, I don't care. Gina doesn't care. We don't care. Why do you two care? Right. Because now it's a thing because now Shannon's been called a liar. Yeah. And that's why it's a thing. Um, Shannon actually did bring up to Bronwyn, which I was appreciative of. Like, hey, like you called him lemonade boy. And Bronwyn again was like, I was in a moment, like I didn't, it wasn't disparaging. I wasn't like lemonade. Like, yeah, I was just like trying to get his attention to like get my husband out of that situation, mm -hmm. which I didn't, when I heard it, 
I didn't feel as though it was disparaging. It wasn't like. Yeah, but you saw like when he explained it to Shannon's daughters and they were like, what? Like she yeah. said, like, what the hell? Because it's when you know who someone is and then you yeah. call them that, like, you know how it is as being servers. Like you get called, yelled out yeah. things like it just feels like like waitress. It's like, I'm a person. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I get that. That's what happens. Like all the bartenders in Potomac. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But, you know, if you know that person, that's different. Yeah. Um, so then we get to Kelly's house. Emily walks in. Kelly says she hates the suburbs because it's a revolving door and who no one knocks. Who the hell is coming through your house? I mean, apparently people are just walking through. Like, who? Well, Bronwyn can ride her bike there. True. Um, Bronwyn says that she exaggerates. Or they, I'm sorry. They think Bronwyn exaggerates. And they made a comment. I This, I turned myself off. They said they liked her better when she was drunk. Yeah, it was really bothered it's just by like, that. Uh, this is the stuff like... Bothered I, by the fact that you would say something like that. And Emily was there on day one when yes. Bronwyn was like, this is yes. what I'm feeling. Like, but also Emily was one spearheading saying, your drinking is a problem. Yeah. Your drinking is a problem. Yeah. And now you're saying she was more fun. Like, what well, you can't do that. You can't she's turn addre- around on her. No. It's not fair. She's addressing these problems. She's trying to be better. She's trying yeah. to be better for her family. And to say a comment like that is so hurtful and offensive. For sure. Uh, and this is the thing. So they keep, everyone has been saying, every single one of them, I think, besides Elizabeth, said, I have compassion. I have compassion. But they're not, like, being sensitive right. to what's happening. Yes. Agreed. So it's just like, I don't, like, why? Yes, you can have compassion, but you're also like still taking digs. You're still yeah. not there. No, not 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 at all. Um, so Bronwyn shows up on her bike with Sean. They bring a nice gift. I guess Rick is Jewish. It mm-hmm. sounds like they so brought they, a lovely mazuza. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, which then Kelly then makes fun of again. Uh, like, again, like I, I you're just I so tone deaf. I was beside myself. I can't. Like, I just just stop talking sometimes. Um, then they actually tell like you threw a tantrum. Bronwyn owns everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to Shannon telling John, like, she's not a liar, which I get. Like, I get Shannon's point of view of like, you don't want to be called a liar. Absolutely not. So you're going to fight that tooth and nail. Totally. 100%. Go for it. Um, but let's just move on. Like, yeah, that's all. Let's just move on. Does Bronwyn have cameras? Like, is there a camera of Shannon saying this? I wish. I mean, it's like, I wish there were still mic'd something because I'm over it. Yeah. I mean, we don't, at least we have Salt Lake City next week. I'm hoping this gets better because Salt Lake City doesn't come on at 10 p.m. On Wednesday? Yes. Oh, I don't know if I have time for that. That's what I'm telling you. Let's bump this. (laughs) Move that to 10 p.m. I don't care. Move Orange County to like 6 p.m. Anything else you watched this week? Anything else? I watched Mass Singer. Oh. Who was the mushroom? We don't know who the mushroom is. Okay, so I, <laughs> I think just, I caught a few minutes of it and I was like, okay. who is this mushroom? So it's so the first thing about the mushroom is sorry, we're gonna totally tangent, but the mushroom is very gender ambiguous. Yes. So it was like male, female, didn't really know. Lots of Hamilton references week one. Week two is lots of mean yes, girl I, references. I picked up on that. Lots of Broadway. My first guess was David Diggs, who was in Hamilton. But he's very like raspy and like baritone. Mm-hmm. So it's not him. It could be, I don't know. I honestly don't know. They can sing whoever they are. They've clearly somehow associated with Broadway. 
Um, this week, the squiggly monster got unmasked, and it was Bob Saget. Really? Yes, he was so good. Um, this show was clearly geared towards like our generation because like kids don't know who Bob Saget is. Um, but yeah, so now we go. I think we go into like the finals or the semifinals. I think we've got like A, B, and C groups left. I think there's three from Group C. We've got the mushroom, the broccoli. The broccoli is like a complete connect. I have no idea. They're guessing like Jason Alexander. Oh. Um, I had no idea it was Bob Saget. Wow. How would you? I mean, well, so he was like playing a DJ, DJ Tanner. Mm -hmm. There was like America's Funniest Home Videos stuff. There was like a lot of clues to that. But like, I mean, that could, I don't know. Mm. Um, What they're doing is they give you a lot of like random clues. And I feel like what they're trying to do now, like season one was really easy, but I feel like now in season four, they're trying to throw us off. Yeah. Because I was, I, my TV, when I turned it on, happened to be on that channel. So I caught that part and Robin Thicke was throwing out like 10,000 suggestions as to what the mushroom could be. And I was like, bro, all these things are all over the place. I also have terrible news for you. Are you ready? Yeah. We haven't talked about this. What about it? Filthy rich got canceled. Shut up. I know. Mm. And it's just getting good. I know. I was really getting into it. I know. I watched Monday's episode the other day. Um, Darn it. So good. Well, all right. I got to find another Monday show. I mean, it got, it had, so it started with like 4 million viewers and now it's down to like 1 million viewers. I guess it's just like. But also there's been all kinds of stuff going on. Sports. It's also on a Monday, like, Monday and you're competing. Hard. Isn't Dancing with the Stars on Monday? Ugh. Oh, um, Jeannie Mai is out. Yes. She had surgery. Yeah, she had like this weird throat infection yeah. that was going to close up her throat. Crazy. So How she's out, that? and then someone else got eliminated. Chriselle, I think. Oh, no. I love her. No, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I'm really not that interested. No, but I do like her. Was it no. Chriselle? I don't remember. Yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, like I said, I watched some Kardashians yesterday. What are they doing? Um, like, so we're, I'm thinking so where we are. Behind. Okay. So where we or are now behind. is, um, this was the second week after, this is the first episode after Chloe and Kanye tested positive. Got it. Showing their quarantining processes. Do we know how they got it? Or no. no. Interesting. Um, and the fact that Chloe, nobody else in the family got it. Well, Chloe was being, like, that's why she didn't go to France. Like Chloe right. was being very proactive. Yeah. Kanye, probably not. Cause he's insane. Right. He's also not going to be the president in case you're all listening. He did not get enough votes no. to be the president. We, we're going to talk about that. Let's he's he's going to he's yeah. going to run in twenty twenty four though. Don't worry. Well, Kanye, Kanye. apparently so is Trump. So <laughs> oh god, help us. But so yeah, so it's just really interesting on a few different avenues here because a you watch Chloe in her process of literally being in her room for fifteen days oh. in just her room with nobody else. Just there. Going through the symptoms. Yeah. And then you see her daughter's in the house with Tristan, Mm -hmm. but she can't let her daughter know she's there because her daughter keeps knocking on the door like, oh "Oh." my God, no. And so she's just being quiet, but she's like watching her out the window. That's what we do with the dogs. Yeah. It's just, you know. (laughs) Don't. If you're really quiet, the dog won't know you're home. (laughs) So um, watching that. And then I loved the fact that they showed Kim struggling. Like, she's got her kids. She's got four. All four of them. He's sick and quarantined away from them. She's alone. She has no help. She's doing Zoom calls, school, well, food. That's the thing is like you have to realize like the nannies don't always live there. I'm sure that she probably right. has, she probably has somebody who's 100% full time. 
But like, but in that situation, they can't come and go. No. They can't. Yeah. So you have to send everybody home and, and you have to do it personal yourself. assistance and hair and Everything glam was, and makeup. And like, yeah, no. I mean, what do you do? So she was showing her like making their food and like trying to make the mac and cheese. And, like, you know, it's probably a nightmare. Eat. How's Courtney? She's probably a nightmare during all of this. You know, she's she, a germaphobe as it is. So she completely from day one was away from them yeah. and the kids. Like she was in her element you know, keeping away from everybody, but it was keeping just, away from the Kardashians. Yes. <laughs> I see but what you did there. It was just um good to see. It wasn't about like fashion or yeah. money or glam. It was about life and how they were navigating through it. And um it was it was good. It's I just really interesting it. to kind of see like we already went through it. So now we're like yes. looking back. Yeah, well and for also sure. for me I'm intrigued to see like obviously someone going through that process of being stuck like quarantined because you're sick in one room for that long like, well and you're high risk till you, yes. you were extra quarantined yeah for, so like yeah. this is what will happen like we, this is what happens if you get it i have a child i'm in the house with yeah like you cannot leave this room there's absolutely no way yeah for sure so yeah it awesome. was definitely um it was good awesome join us next week we are going to yes. talk about slc yes maybe some below deck mm-hmm. we might mix it for up sure. For sure. Um, maybe like shrink the bachelorette. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. We'll see yeah. what we feel like. We're trying to keep it to an hour. Three episodes of TV. An hour is like it. Like you, four is too much. Like you can't get four episodes a week into one hour a pod. So we're still figuring it out. Tell us what you're watching. Tell us what you love. Tell us what you don't love. Yeah. Um, I will be watching Mass Singer until the end because I'm hooked. I just yeah. love like not knowing who they well, are. Like, pop back in. It was interesting. I was trying. I yeah, found myself trying to figure it out. And here the, the costumes are so elaborate. Are. It is great. Um, and it's just like, did you see Wendy Williams? Like the lips, like the top oh, came off. It was like so great. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm in. I mean, we have a lot of shows coming up. We do. I mean, we if do. you think about it right now, we are one month from Atlanta. <gasps> yeah, we have a lot. I could spend There's an hour lot. on that. We're going to have to work this out. Yeah. So let us know what you're watching. Let us know what you want to watch. Yeah. Let us know what you like hearing about. Um, I've gotten some feedback. Apparently OC and Beverly Hills are like really popular. We don't have Beverly Hills right now, obviously. Uh, but that's kind of what I've heard feedback wise of what people want to hear. Um, Bachelorette is obviously super popular. Um, we might just drop OC a little bit. I don't know. But Potomac's kind of getting to the yeah, end so we'll kind of see up a bit. i mean i'm not gonna sleep on dallas i will tell you right dallas Absolutely is not dallas is my number one yeah I, i'm not yeah i love it series so when dallas comes back end of january i am front and center mm-hmm. um so that's a must yeah i just don't know how we're gonna have slc atlanta dallas and everything else all like below deck's gonna be on Southern. I'm not. Are you watching Southern Charm yet? No, I'm not. I'm not watching that. Not this season. Mm-mm. You you watched it in the past, right? I have, and yeah. I just I just don't have the feels for it. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Awesome. Check out our Instagram, Escaping Reality, the podcast. Send us an email if you want to from there. Please. Um, do we're it. on all major platforms, as you know, because you're listening to us right now. Yes. Um, but we want your feedback. We want to know what you guys are looking for, what you want to hear. Any show suggestions? Um, we don't want to stick just to Bravo. We want yeah, to be like open sure. to other things. So if there's something on some crazy channel you're watching, let us know. I watch a lot of ID channels, so really? get into it. I mean, I watch Twisted Date- Sister. I watch Dateline. Oh, I like it. If there's a crime show, I'm all about That's crime why I shows. watch ID channel. It's- like, if I'm not watching reality, I'm watching, like, crime shows or stand-up. Agreed. Or, like, yeah. Agreed. 
on the Do you watch Schitt's Creek? You know what? I watched it a little bit in the beginning, and I feel like I I want to revisit it. I can't get into it. I need to get. I'm, I'm trying to get into it. I just can't like resonate with it. Yeah. So if somebody has really? me, they want. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I've never lived in a motel. I don't know. No, it doesn't like. Most I can't. I can't like attach myself to it to like stick with it. Yeah, understand. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Episode five. Have a great weekend in the everyone. books. Thank we'll see you, you next so week, guys. Much. Bye. Bye. Bye.